So then I went and investigated how to get published. So I was looking at traditional publishing, what you have to do. And it just seemed like traditional publishing route would take forever. (laughs) It's like you've got to get an agent, you've then got a query. And then once they accept your query, they then have to try and go and get a publisher. And then you've got to try and get a deal. And that could take two or three years. And then they could get the book. And then they might not publish it for another two years. And it's all in their hands. You know, you have no control over what they do with your book. Welcome to the Indie Author Max podcast. Join me and my friends as I journey from amateur writer to published author. You will know it is time to turn the page when you hear the bullwhip crack like this. Let's begin now. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Indie Author Max podcast for 2023. For those of you that are joining me for the first time, my name is Max Victor and I published my first book uh, back in October 2021 and that was called Cinder and Black. Um, It's a paranormal romance reimagining of Cinderella set in a a small modern day beach town and the follow-up to that book Hearts and Diamonds was published in October last year. So I'm just a beginning author, um, and this podcast is where I share my experiences uh, of being a beginning independent author, and I do interviews and share that information with people too, so that we can all learn and grow together. So if you are a beginning author or somebody that has been writing for a, a short time or a long time, or even if you're just somebody that is interested in books, Uh, Thank you for joining me, and I hope you find this podcast enjoyable and informative, and will join me each month. Um, For my returning listeners uh, this year, welcome back, and thank you for your support. Some of you have started to send me through um, questions and ideas and recommendations. Um, I'd love that to keep happening, so please keep doing that. Uh, Remember, as always, you can email me at maxvictorbooks at gmail.com. And just remember, it's Max with two X's. Now, my interview today is with UK author Helen Galloway. Um, She is the author of the Sentinel series. Um, Her soul breather um, novel was part of a USA best-selling anthology. Um, And just to let you know, it's on pre-sale at the moment. So it's not part of that anthology anymore. Um, It's part of a pre-sale for only $2.99. And that will run until the 23rd of January um, and she also has a Goodreads giveaway running at the moment too that you might want to check out um, and that runs through till the 31st of January. So if uh, in the interview today um, if that piques your interest in Helen's writing then I would really recommend checking those out. Um, her new book Sentinels Banished is also on pre-order at the moment um, and that pre-order finishes on the 23rd of Feb. After our interview the other day, Helen and I spoke at length about newsletters, um, about newsletter swaps and that sort of thing. Now, a newsletter is is something that I am looking at building up this year. It's one of the tools that uh, all the experts still seem to recommend that it is the best way of building your readership. So a really important tool for, for authors. 
Um, so I've got a few things happening over the next couple of months to help build my list. Um, and I'm going to let you know how that goes as the year goes on. Um, and at the moment, as of January 2023, I only have 38 people on my uh, newsletter list. So I would like to set myself the target of having uh, 500 people by the you know, by this time next year on that list, at least 500 people. There are a couple of things that I'm doing over the next couple of months to, to start building that list. The first one is the Facebook Ads for Authors Expedition, which is run by the self-publishing formula. Um, now, if you don't know anything about the self-publishing formula, I recommend looking those up. They run a great uh, podcast, which is called The Self-Publishing Show, um, and also... Um, you do a lot of great things on on Facebook to help out authors. So over the next few weeks, uh, we're going to be yeah running some ads on Facebook to to try and build up um, our our list for our newsletters. Uh, the second one is the competition that I'm running now. If you are a returning listener, you would have heard of this one before. Um, I have changed it slightly because uh, some people have asked me to to make it go a bit longer and also to to keep in mind that I want to build that newsletter list. So there's there's two ways that you can win this competition. Um, so the competition itself is for you to be part of book three that I'm writing at the moment. So having a small cameo in the third book. Um, so if you want to be in my book, have your name in my book as one of the you know, characters or a cameo in my book, then the two ways you can win the competition are, first way is simply just sign up to my newsletter. Um, and you can do that just at maxvictorbooks.com. Um, All right. And it will just automatically um, be a link there to send you to sign up to the newsletter. Uh, the second way, so you can get a, um, you can get two entries into the competition. The second way is, if you've read my books, um, email me and let me know a character that you would like to see return in book three. And I've spoken before that this could be a character that's just left, it could be a character that's died, you know, it's quite possible in a, in a fictional world that characters return. Um, just, yeah, so just email me and let me know a character you would like me to, to return into book three. And remember, my email again is just maxvictorbooks at gmail.com. Um, and look, if you haven't read my books yet, that's fine. Um, remember, you can still get one entry in by just signing up to my newsletter. That's easy. Um, and if you sign up to my newsletter, you actually get a free copy of my short time travel story called Snapped. Something new on the podcast this year is a book review. So each month I will just do a short, uh, yeah, short review of something that I am reading or have read. Uh, today's review is of um, On Writing by Stephen King. Uh, I think this one is a must for all writers. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a mixture of a biography and also um, some writing advice that Stephen King gives. And, you know, as he is a master storyteller he he weaves the two together in a really engaging way and I really enjoyed it um, and even if you're not a fan of Stephen King um, 
it's worth the read. I, I've got to say, I wasn't a fan. I hadn't read any Stephen King before I read this book. Um, I, you know, I'm not into horror, so I sort of hadn't read any of his his work. But after reading it, I really enjoyed his style of writing, and um, I've actually found his Dark Tower series, and I've read the first couple of those and really enjoyed those. So if you're a writer and you want some advice on how to to write like Stephen King or even just how to make your writing better, it's a great book. If you're not a writer, um, it's actually just a, yeah, a really engaging biography as well. So um, yeah, I would really recommend On Writing by Stephen King. Also this year, I'm looking for some sponsors for the podcast. Uh, so if you uh, would like maybe to me to advertise your books or a pre-sale that you have coming up or a new release, uh, let me know. Um, or maybe you might be an editor or a narrator or somebody that um, would like to share your your skills with somebody else. Um, then yeah, you can hit me up again at my Gmail. Remember, it's just Max Victor Books at gmail.com. Remember Max with two X's. Um, yeah, if there's something you would like to share with my listeners, then um, let me know. So lastly, just before we head to the interview, uh, my little personal update about my writing. So uh, I am working on book three at the moment, which still has the name, name and number. I have been tossing up whether I want to change that name. Um, but I'll let you know about that as, as that process goes through my brain. Uh, at the moment, I am about uh, 10,000 words into the draft of the first draft of uh, name and number. Um, I'm expecting this one to be slightly larger. So the first book was about 65,000 words. Second one was about 85,000 words. I'm expecting this one to be larger again, so maybe about 100,000 words. Um, not expecting that this one will be out by October, like the the previous two were. But um, I'm I'm not trying to trying yeah trying not to work on a timeline with this one and just let it happen when it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, sort of. Also, I'm I'm trying to uh, talking about newsletters, trying to create what we call a, a reader magnet. So I do have that short story for my reader magnet um, but it's not really related to the other books it's a, a different story so I am writing a another short story at the moment is and it's about Marain one of the characters from the yeah, the series um, and she goes off and has a little bit of a, an adventure of her own um, and so that's that's something I'm working on at the moment too so so people that sign up to my newsletter um, they'll get that. People that are already signed up, I will send that out to those as well, but that was probably something that's going to be a bit of a better, what we call a reader magnet, um, than the the short story I'm using at the moment. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all from me. I will see you next month. I hope you enjoy the interview with Helen. Today I'm talking to Helen Garraway, um, she is a U.S. Today bestseller and award-winning author of the epic fantasy Sentinel series. So, hello, Helen. Hello. Thank you for having me. That's okay. Now, did I say your last name correctly? You did. Yes, Garraway. Yeah. Garraway, good. Yep. <laughs> yep. 
Um, so just to start off, could you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, Anna, and about your writing? Indeed, yes. So as you said, my name's Helen Garraway and I'm based out of the UK. I live about 25 miles outside of London and I've always been a voracious reader of virtually anything that's going but fantasy has always been my love and I, I really enjoy all genres of fantasy books and I started writing my own fantasy series in 2016 of course they always say don't write a series for your first book so of course that's what everybody does but <laughs> I started <laughs> writing the first book having the ideas and I must admit the more I did it the, the more I enjoyed the world building and as the world grew and I built out my world, then the, the stories developed and the opportunity to keep going developed. So uh, the Sentinel series sort of grew from that. I didn't intend to write a trilogy or even a series. I was just writing yeah. one book, but it just kept growing. So Yeah, and so how many, how many are there in the series now? So in, I wrote seven books straight yep. off. Yep. <laughs> so right. the ideas were just, I think I must have had my creative dam was, you know it was broken yeah. and now just all the ideas came flooding out and I wrote seven books straight off which is the series and I've published five of them so far and I have two more to edit and and publish and then go back and do the prequel which will be another two yeah wow um and look you, you sort of said about people say not to write a series straight up but I mean at least then it gives you that opportunity to do that sort of quick um you know release of of an each next big book if you're you're ready and I, I think that's what people are looking for these days you know people have got yes. all their their um netflix and all those sort of streaming services where they do it's want to instant <laughs> gratification isn't it yeah yeah <laughs> we can't write them fast enough for people to consume them and as soon as they've read one they want the next one so that has been ideal from that because as i said i published my first book in 2020 and i did two two books in well no it was October 2020 so the first book came out Sentinels Awaken in October and then I did two in last year yeah. and then I started writing a new series because I um, got involved in an anthology to hit the USA Today bestseller list so I wrote that one from scratch which was completely new and outside of the Sentinel series yeah uh, and was a whole new world which was a whole different experience oops hang on sorry my headset just fell out my ear apologies <laughs> <laughs> uh, which was a whole new new world which was exciting to build a new world outside of the world of the sentinel books which was the soul mist series and soul breather was the book that i put in the the realm of darkness anthology and but it was also the first book i'd written to an external deadline because obviously all the sentinel series i just wrote and then i just edited and published as they were ready but soul breather I had to write and have it written and finished by august to be published as part of the anthology in october so yeah that was so, a different experience yeah. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, so the, it's it's a separate book. So Soul Breather, you're saying that one is so that's a separate book from your your other. Yes, yeah, so that's my second series. So this is more of a a, fan, a romantic fantasy series, whereas the Sentinel series is epic. Yeah. Um. And how did that come about? The anthology was that something you followed up, or did somebody contact you? It was from one of the Facebook groups. Um, yep. Some of the people I knew were talking about being involved in a fantasy um, anthology to, with the aim of hitting the USA Today bestseller list. So um, I thought, oh, why not get involved? And it was an opportunity to meet other authors, build out your network and your support system, you know, having other authors around you working as well. And we ended up with um, 35 authors and 35 full-length books in the anthology. So we all had to write 
a full length book and have it finished by August. And it was good helping each other, but it was a lot of hard work. You know, yeah. obviously you're working the whole year to write it and then you've got to start promoting it and building up the pre-orders. And, and then once you get to near to launch day, it's all, you know, there's a lot of marketing and promotion involved and you're constantly on interviews, live readings, running newsletters, doing promotions and things. So it was a lot of hard work, but it was worth it because we hit the USA Today bestselling yeah. list. Yeah. Number 110 we hit. So wow. yeah. that was pretty amazing. I still can't quite believe, you know, I've only been writing really or publishing for two years and I've hit the USA Today bestseller list already. It's yeah, and it's a, it's a nice ring to it, isn't it? Then that you It does, doesn't it? And you can put it on your cover bestseller, now. Bestseller, bestselling yeah. author. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and I guess the benefit of that too, as you're saying, is a lot of hard work of marketing, but you've got all those other people in that anthology that are, marketing as well so we've got a whole group of it. it's just it just the scale it just scales up and the, the, one of the things also one of my reasons for doing it was to to learn other ideas around launching books because of course you know I started writing what's well, only six years ago and everything that I've done I've sort of self-taught so it's you know you go online and you search I mean there's so much information now out there but you've got to pare it down to what's relevant to you and makes sense to you not everything works for everybody Nice. But you have to work your way through all these things and figure out your launch plans and figure out how to build your newsletter and how to build your community. All these elements that all come together. And I thought being involved in an anthology, I could see get, you know, pick up some new ideas and ways and meet new people on how to do things. So yeah. It's really a, a very good learning experience as well. Yeah. And that's, um, you know, not only the benefit of having all those people advertising it, but those, those, different experiences and some people would have tried one yep. thing some people would have tried something else so um, some people are good at one thing and some people yeah. are good at something different so it's how you bring that all together yeah and how it all works in coordination so yeah and I assume there would have been some people that would have been the same as you not you know only been writing for a couple of years and then there would have been ones that probably have written been writing and, and advertising for a lot of years so Yes, yes, it's quite a mixture. There were some people in there that were already USA Today bestseller lists or already had awards and things. So, and there were some complete newbies like me who had never done it before. So, it was an experience, and I've now I've done it. <laughs> I've done it. So I think now I could go back and focus on getting all the sentinels finished. Yeah. Would you do it again? Would you be interested in doing one again? In um, I might do. Um, I probably wouldn't for a couple of years. I'd rather focus on getting my books out because, as I say, yep. it is there's a lot of work involved in it and you've really got to put all your attention on that rather than anything else. It depends if it was maybe for a different list or if there was just a, a different um, a, something else to achieve because I've sort of done that piece. I don't necessarily need to do that piece again. It's like moving on and trying something different. Though I am writing, I mean, I'm using, I am involved in... Um, in an, um, an MM fantasy anthology that's coming out that'll be free in June and I'm using yeah. it as an opportunity to write a short story with diverse characters because I wanted to sort of expand my writing and venture into a new new area without writing the complete book though as yeah. always you yeah. know now I've written the idea the whole world has just grown you know <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. so there's a whole series sitting behind it you know so yeah so that's going to be a so, third series. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so your Sentinel series, so you're saying it's an epic fantasy. Now, traditionally, they're, they're fairly large books. So yeah. um, how, do you know how many words, roughly the yeah, first? So my first book, I try to keep it under like the 100,000 because yep. they always say you should 
just really from a print cost of printing perspective, yep. you keep it under a hundred thousand. So I tried to keep it around the hundred thousand, and then they just got longer. <laughs> so I think <laughs> my second was about one hundred and twenty-five thousand words, and my third was probably around the hundred and thirty k mark. Yep. The fourth book was probably similar. Sentinels Banished, which is currently on pre-order and comes out on February 23rd, which is book five, is, I think it's about 137,000 137, words. So they're all around that 120 to 135 <laughs> mark. Yeah. And yeah. you did these all over a couple of years? Was that what you Yeah, saying? I did. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> how's, that, how's that work? <laughs> I don't know. As I said, I just wrote. I just wrote. Yep. And wrote. I mean, it was one of those moments, you know, in your life. You have these pivotal moments in life, you know. And unfortunately, my mum passed away after an illness and my daughter then went off to university. And yeah. I was suddenly home alone with okay. the cat. Yep. You know? <laughs> yep. And I had time. You know, all of a sudden you have time on your hands. And I just started writing. I had ideas bubbling. I'd just yep. never really done anything with it. I had this idea um I live near some ancient woods and I'd been walking through the woods and there's some really really old trees you know they're hundreds of years old yeah and I was just walking through the woods and thinking god if they could talk what tales they could tell you know because they've been here for so long watching everybody and they know what's been going on and what tales they could tell and then that went on what if there was a man or a woman asleep in the tree and they were awoken in a time of need yeah. What would they do? What would they say? You know, what, what tales they could tell. And that sort of evolved into this idea of the Sentinels, which was yeah. um, basically 3,000 years prior, the, the goddess, the Lady Leandri, had um, brought down the veil to, to send away um, all magic um, to protect her people against the Ascendants who were trying to destroy her world. But as part of that, she couldn't take this, the, her personal guards with her, so she encased them in trees, which were the Sentinel trees. Um, because the, the name of her personal guards were sentinels and the sentinels all disappeared as the trees appeared, they were named after them and they were called sentinel trees. And of course, 3000 years later, we have a new issue and um, a new threat to the to the world. And the lady requires a new captain and sh- and he accidentally awakens one of the sentinels who's been sleeping in the tree. And off you go. That's the start of the adventure. And that was the first book, Sentinels Awaken. Yeah. And um, it, it is it is amazing because um, my my children now are you know they're, they're older you know so they're starting to be fairly independent so it is it is amazing now how much time you actually have and if you yes. think back to when you were a teenager yourself you go oh gee I must have wasted so much time you know like <laughs> when you you've actually stopped- I mean yeah because I work full time as well so I yeah. do it mornings and evenings but you can still fit in quite a lot of writing when it's just yeah. you and nobody else is. Uh... Yeah, when you're, when you're not looking after other people, then yes. you go, yeah. oh, oh, I've had lots of time. Yes, so I'm very fortunate from that perspective. I've been there, done that. Now it's my time to write. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so what what sort of advice might you give to somebody who is is thinking about becoming um, an author? Now, and we might talk about you, you, did, um, you did try originally to, to get traditionally published. Well, when I first wrote all my books, I wasn't really, I was writing them for me. You know, I was writing what I enjoy to read. And then I got fed up with reading it on my laptop and I wanted to read it as a book because I enjoyed them and I was reading them over and over. And I thought, well, it wouldn't be great to read it as a book. So then I went and investigated how to get published. So I was looking at traditional publishing, what you have to do. 
And it just seemed like traditional publishing route would take forever. (laughs) You've know, got to get an agent, you've got a query. And then once they accept your query, they then have to try and go and get a publisher. And then you've got to try and get a deal. And that could take two or three years. And then they could get the book. And then they might not publish it for another two years. And it's all in their hands. You know, you have no control over what they do with your book. Yeah. And I thought, well, I don't want to wait that long to be published, nor do I want to relinquish control of my content or my characters whom I wrote for me. Yeah. So I then started investigating the self-publishing route. And um, the more I learned about self-publishing, the more it sounded attractive to me. And I chose I chose the self-publishing route in the end. And, um, yeah. And, yeah. and off I went. Yeah. And look, you, you're quite right that, you know, I mean, some people would love to have the responsibility handed off to somebody that you know, I can understand that some people want to just write and they, somebody else can look after all that. Yeah. But if you, you're saying you had several books already written, that, that could be, it could be up to a decade before yes. yeah. those came out and you would just be sitting there. Waiting. <laughs> and even if they bought your book, there's, there's no, they don't have to publish your book. And then, no. so you're completely no. in their hands, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they could, after you followed up all that stuff, have you gone to all that work? Then yeah, and nothing happens to say, yeah. Oh, no. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, to, to your other question, um, for advice for other yeah. people who are looking to become an author, I mean, as I said, I started writing just from the sheer enjoyment of writing, and I yeah. think it's very much dependent on the reason why you write. Um, as to how you go about it and whether you choose to publish is a completely separate decision to you deciding to write. Yes. And I mean, I I just love writing. I just love how the book develops and how your characters develop and the, the whole process, even the editing. I enjoy the editing because you're polishing and tweaking and bringing it to its finest um, sort of position. You know, it's just the whole process. I just love all of it. And it's just, I just wish I'd started earlier, but I think you always find that there's obviously a time and a place to do everything. And I think if you enjoy writing so much and you love your work, then there's a decision then, do you want to publish it? And if you're going to publish it, then you want it to be as professional as possible because you're going to put your work out there and people are going to critique it. And no matter how good it is, somebody's not going to like it. So you want to make sure you remove any, any easy hits you know you want to make sure that you've had it edited properly you know your spellings and your grammar you know the plot is great you know you want to have actually invest in an editor to make sure that you're you know I think new writers you don't know what you don't know so until you have an editor tell you actually you're being very prejudiced there about something that you didn't even know you were being prejudiced about for example but until somebody points it out you don't realize you're doing it. So yeah, that's right. Um, an external editor, I think, is the best investment ever. Yeah. And what's so did you get a did you have a developmental editor as well? I as did the... for my first book. Yes. yes. I probably yeah. spent the most on my first book because I didn't know anything. Yes. So I paid for people to help me me um format it because I didn't really I didn't know anything about vellum. (laughs) I've got vellum now and I do it all myself. But my first book, I paid somebody else to do it because I didn't have a clue. Um, And but I did get a development editor and that was eye opening. And I learned so much from that. It was amazing. And then I did have a copy editor and I did proof it, though. Now I tend to proof it myself. But I definitely have a copy editor now. I don't think unless I'm going into a completely new world. I don't think I need a development editor. It's more the 
the copy editor. It's the one going through making sure it's it makes sense, it flows, the grammar's correct, um, things like that. Yeah, and look, I, I did the same thing too. So my first book, um, like, first of all, I had lots of people read it and talk to me about it yeah. and went over and over it again. But then, yeah, I got a professional editor to sort of go over it. The, and, and it wasn't it wasn't so much developmental. The story was there, but it was you know, that, a person to say, well, you know, this bit doesn't really work here and this this bit, you know. You're not ask those, those difficult yeah. questions. Yeah. 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 And is this what you were really trying to say? Because this is what this yeah. sounds Why like. did they do that? Yeah. <laughs> this bit doesn't make sense. How did they get here? Yeah. That sort of thing. And then, and then, yes, after refinements had um, a copy editor or a line editor to go over each bit and things as well. Do you use um, any software like Pro Writing Aid or anything like that? No, I just write in Word. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, it? when I first began writing, I wrote longhand in notebooks. I would write <laughs> yeah, notes, yeah. and then I, I would like... transition it to my laptop and yeah. rewrite it as I was doing it. And I think, God, this is so taking so long. <laughs> and I now write directly onto my my laptop. Yeah, look, I I still sometimes I don't mind having a notebook that if, if I'm sort of oh, going yeah. for a walk somewhere or something and jot things down, I actually find it a lot easier to get my ideas down in a notebook. But yeah, it is it is time consuming. Um, I yeah. do a bit, a lot of dictating now too, because I find just talking something through is a bit easier for me, and so, and that's a nice way. So sometimes, I mean, yeah. the dictation's not great. Sometimes you have to go back in and change bits, picks up words yeah. differently than what you thought you were saying them. But yeah, yeah, I haven't used dictation, but I, I, I usually in the as soon as I go to bed and put my head on the pillow, my brain explodes. Yes. <laughs> and then I have to get my phone and put notes in my phone so I don't forget it all, you know. So then there's another hour just putting notes in my phone that I then have to translate the next morning. <laughs> it's always the way, isn't it? It's, it, is. The same. it's, it is. Yeah, lay down, lay down at night. You know, I'll sit in front of my laptop, nothing. Yeah. You know, I'll go have a But I think it's because you're, when you have like, I mean, one of my uh, writing friends call them plot knots. You know, yes. when you have a plot knot that you're trying to unravel or trying to figure out how to get somebody from A to B or out of a problem, your back brain is thinking about it all day while you're doing other things yeah. because obviously you've you've sort of put it that to one side and carried on because you can't solve it at that point sort of thing yeah. and then when you lay down and relax all of a sudden it's oh answer <laughs> I have a solution yeah and do you are you what they would call a plotter or or a pantser do you know what I mean yeah um I started off as a plotter more because I didn't know what the terms were really yeah. you know <laughs> um or rather, I started as a pantser, and the more I've written, I've become more of a plotter. So I'm probably a bit of both now. Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly my first couple of books, I, I winged it completely. But now I do a frame. I know where I'm starting, and I know where I'm finishing. It's the bit in the middle that can get a bit torturous. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I guess yeah. I, I'm similar. I um, I know, yeah, the beginning, I know the end, and I, I, I like my books to have a bit of a twist in them so I have to think about yeah. what the twist is going to be and where that'll be so that's yeah. sort of yeah beginning middle and end I guess I have and then and then the exciting bit is is how those characters evolve during that how do they get from point A to, point B. A to B yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> absolutely and I think it, it's um it's quite interesting how it evolves and how characters can take you off in a different direction to what you expected yeah. and you can just write one sentence and it will just all of a sudden, your whole story will change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's quite amazing how the brain works. It's it ever so clever. Yeah, 
yeah. Um, and so you say you're working full time. I do. Is it something you would love to do to write full time? Oh, yes. I'd love to write all day, every day and do nothing else if I could. Yeah. I think I'm a few years away from that yet. Yes. (laughs) I just keep that that goal is out there that I could retire early and write, you know, rather than than be working. Yeah. But, um, But yeah. But as I say, I mean, it's going in the right direction. And maybe by next year, I might break even, you know, <laughs> so at least yeah. it's going in the right direction that I actually then hopefully will start making money from the books. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then that will hopefully grow. And obviously, the more books you have, the the better it will be. Yeah. So at the moment, you're you're sort of spending a fair bit on um, marketing and things like that. Yeah. As I say, the main things I spend on is the editor and the cover. Yes. They're the two my big two expenses yeah um and then i'd like march last year i started doing amazon ads so that's been going really well okay um and there's a definite correlation to investing in doing the ads to the number of sales and the sales ranking so definitely worthwhile doing once you understand what you're trying to do and how it works yeah Uh, so that's that's probably my promotional activities and then you know there's just i because i'm doing multiple books that mounts up because yeah. um obviously i've got two books coming out this year so soul breather is publishing independently outside of the realm of darkness anthology because that's being delisted now okay so i'll be publishing the book separately then Sentinels banished is coming out in february um i've currently the narration of my third book the third audio book Sentinel's Justice is currently ongoing so the audio book of course the narration fees uh, they mount up yeah. <laughs> yeah. And look, they, they are they are very expensive but you can you can understand it's it's hours and hours oh yeah it's time consuming yeah um, time I mean my first book was just over 11 hours yeah. fully narrated yeah. my second book is over 15 hours yeah and the, the rest of them are going to be longer you know the third book's longer than the th- second book so yeah, they're all you know. That's a a lot of time for somebody to narrate, edit, polish, well, and then let me critique and say, "Can you change this?" and "Can you change?" That? Yeah. Well, well, somebody said, so I, you could understand it, but it takes a long time to get your money back. Yeah, somebody said to me, "For every actually recorded hour, it's it's ten hours of work." So that's yeah, that's a lot of yeah. You can see why there's the fee per finished hour is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, that's where they say the market is. I haven't found it yet, but <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, that's sort of my my next adventure is to start looking into that. I have I have done the first book as just a an AI narrated one on right. on Google, and that, that was a bit of fun. It's okay. It's I, I would rather have a real person do it, but it's it's okay, and I'm selling that for not very much money. So, but there hasn't really been much uptake of that yet. But yeah, people do say the audio books the way to to go the next big thing yeah it's just as 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 with any of your books it's finding the audience and finding where the readers are looking for their next book um and i don't know if the audio listeners are different to book readers i haven't really sussed the difference out as to whether you have to do something different to advertise your audio books versus traditional books you know because i guess you know obviously amazon is the the main you know place that most people go Yeah. Um, so you, you've, you've got all the range of all the different formats are all there anyway. So I'm doing the Amazon ads that will take to the book that you'll see there's an audio book if that's what you're interested in. Yeah. But, um, 
outside of that i don't know unfortunately um facebook just doesn't like me <laughs> they won't let me do ads and i can't do this that and the other and i find it very frustrating so uh, facebook is an area i haven't really been able to leverage which is okay. annoying for the the platform that it's supposed to be but yeah okay so it's just not working for you no unfortunately <laughs> um and who, who are you um getting to do your audio books for you is that through um Fine so Road? i did it through audible yeah i did it through audible yeah. acx yeah yeah though my i'm, I'm gonna start doing soul breather which is the first book in the soul mist series which is the romantic fantasy book um in april we'll start doing the narration on april i'm gonna try and go wide on that one yes and see how that works so i that's my next project is to understand how to go wide and you know you've got it in audible and in audible it's all by chapter and it's like well how do you format that into a bundle to do sell it through other <laughs> other platforms you know yeah, so, yeah. That's it. so this is the thing with self-publishing it yourself every time you look at another piece of the puzzle you've got to try and figure out how it works and what you've got to do and yeah you know, and it's all the research all... and then more learning and more learning and it's all time too which it you know, is it is i mean i was going to narrate my books because somebody said oh i could listen to your voice you know i could listen yes. to your voice narrating. and i would have narrated i just didn't have the time yeah yeah um i've i've had a couple of people offer to do mine i and i wouldn't mind doing it myself but i, I yeah i'd rather be writing than actually narrating yes yes exactly offer, yeah. so it might be something i'll follow up this year so yeah just gotta look out how to do it um and so yeah you have a a book coming out in february and is, is there a pre-order up at the moment yes sentinel spanish it's book five of the series so the the first three is like the trilogy you've got sentinels awaken sentinels rising sentinels justice that's sort of like the opening trilogy takes you through three of the different countries in the world and then sentinels across time is like a time slip that takes you to the fourth kingdom which is like a couple of years after the, the trilogy finishes and then sentinels banished we've now moved on 17 years and now it's the sentinels children who are coming through okay. so it's almost like the you know there's been peace for a while and eh, it's not gonna be so peaceful anymore you know <laughs> <laughs> so you have so sentinels banished uh, comes and that's due out february 23rd and it's currently on pre-order a, a special pre-order price of two dollars 99 or two pounds 79 and obviously it'll go up once it launches, but it's on special price until launch day. And how can people find that? Is that just on? Yes, it's Amazon. Yeah. yeah. So you can just search for for me as in my book page or search for the Sentinel series or search for Sentinels Banished. Okay. So I'm, you, you'll find me. I have a website. It's www.helengarraway.com. Yep. And you'll find all the books on there. Or I have a LinkedIn, which is just forward slash Helen Garraway. Again, you have all the links to my website, my blogs, and uh, my various social media. I'm most active on Instagram. Yep. That's probably where you'll find me most. Uh, and you can connect to me there or via my website. Yeah, okay. Well, that answered my last question anyway, where, where people <laughs> can find out about you. So, um, yeah, thank you for your time. That was really great. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll chat again in the future. So thanks again. No, thank you for having me. And uh, it's been fun. I, I just love talking about writing and books. <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> okay, bye. Alrighty, thank you. Bye. Thank you again for listening. 
If you want to find out more about me or my books, please go to maxvictorbooks.com. And remember, that's Max with a double X. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash maxvictor. And remember, that's M-A-X-X-V-I-C-T-O-R. See you next time. Happy writing.